How is everybody doing? If you're like me right now, your routine has been changing quite a lot recently in response to the coronavirus. How are you feeling about that? Are you taking it in stride like a really good surfer on some tricky waves? Are you instead finding yourself irritated and resentful? Are you afraid? In times of crisis and rapid change, the most natural thing in the world is for our emotions to run high. And it's quite common for those emotions to go in a negative direction. Our routines have been disrupted. And our routines, for the most of us, including me, are a pretty important element to feeling balanced and in control. When I was able to take most parts of my life for granted, then I could focus on my key initiatives at work and in my personal life. Now suddenly my routine is interrupted and it's as if I've been thrown out of my house and back into the wild. Lots of things I didn't have to worry about or think about, I suddenly now have to. How many exactly? Is this the end of it? What else is about to change? Do I understand the full implications and am I ready for those? What if I don't make allowance for some of the new circumstances because I'm just not aware of them all? What are the limits to the impact of the coronavirus on people I care about? What are the limits to the impact of the coronavirus on the economy? It's easy to get hypnotized by the potentially unbounded risk here and lose effectiveness at precisely the time when we need our effectiveness most. This is our unique human gift, the ability to use reason and make choices. And this is the time when it's the most critical to use that unique human gift. We don't have fangs or claws or horns. Our special tool for survival is the ability to reason. This does not mean that we humans are always are reasonable. It just means we have this tool if we choose to use it. We have the capacity to choose our actions even in a crisis. And what guides our choices of actions? Well, the answer to that is the same as when we are not in crisis. It's our values translated into guiding principles. At Latrum and Interlox, we talk a lot about trust, how trust is a time saver because it means there are lots of things I don't have to check. I can trust that you are good at your job, and if you can't do something, you say so. I can trust that you are always telling me the truth as you understand it. And on the flip side, I work hard to be a person you can trust because I realize it's in my interest that you be able to trust me. You're more likely to collaborate with me if I have laid that foundation. For that reason, I bring integrity to all our engagements so there's congruency between my values and my actions, between my commitments and reality, and you increasingly feel that you can trust me. Now, crises like this make it more critical that we be able to trust each other. In times of high change and emotion, it's quite revealing where we have integrity equity and where we have integrity debt. An important correlation of all this is the presumption of trust. Some of us bring to our engagements a presumption that the other person is doing her best and may know something we don't, so we listen to them. 
Other people are naturally suspicious and give their trust only begrudgingly. People in this second category tend to be viewed as shrewd and less prone to mistakes, and they may think that people who presume trustworthiness on the part of other people are naive. But as people in that other category, the first category, the people who do have a presumption of trust that make modern commerce possible and take appropriate risks to get on with their lives and with getting things done. I mention this because it's easy to lose this presumption of trust when our routines are disrupted. Remember, trust is partly a function of being able to take certain things for granted. Suddenly, there's a lot I can't take for granted, including the presumption that people near me are safe to touch. So what else should I not be taking for granted? And by the way, whose fault is all this? Surely when things are bad, there is someone who is guilty of something. So who else should I be suspicious of? So we all have to lean in on maintaining positivity if we're going to stay in a healthy, functional mindset. We have to make an effort in tough circumstances to maintain those healthy mindsets. And when I say positivity, I don't mean that in the silly sense of ignoring facts but in the healthy sense of finding ways to be proactive and actively regenerating the habits that made me successful till now, including the presumption of trust. Okay, I don't trust that you are virus-free, but I still trust your intentions, and I'm going to work effectively with you. Lots of people are commenting how the pandemic is refocusing people on what is important. I'm not sure that what I was doing a few weeks ago was unimportant, I would say instead that crises force us to focus on more basic human needs that were getting filled through our routine before. So yes, I'm refocusing. I've been knocked off my surfboard a few times and I'm surfing some new waves. And it does mean that some activities that made sense a few weeks ago will just have to wait while I deal with some more basic activities. That will not be forever. But we all for now have to reconcile ourselves with a short-term new focus. And that's sometimes hard for us to get used to, but necessary. As I refocus right now, I'm leaning in on two mindsets. One is empathy and one is integrity. It makes me more effective to lean in on these two mindsets because they're good mindsets in the first place. Empathy is especially important right now because everyone needs a little more empathy than they may realize or that they're comfortable asking for. And integrity is especially important right now because everyone is wondering who to trust. Leaning in on these mindsets also draws me out of myself. It's a kind of steering mechanism that helps me navigate from emotions to positivity. What about you? Be well.